0: what's good family what's good what's good what's good what's going on everybody hello
1: I'm not as good as Ingrid. I'm not out camping somewhere in the middle of somewhere. <laughs> we don't know
2: how to like that. that.
3: That house back there. Yeah. I don't
2: think background real
3: quick. This is the right <laughs> topic for today. Looking at that background, we need to I'm know. I don't know why you don't. Know, you,
0: you know, you know somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> our buddy. Th-
1: your you're getting that
0: time. This
2: is when you're faithful and you're ah, giving. <laughs>
0: the right. rest, rest is done. We're done. Roll the credits. That's it. That's
1: it. <laughs> oh. That's it.
0: Well, everybody, welcome, 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 welcome to the Confessions Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Dudley. I'm here with my team, Ingrid Pierre, Pastor Michelle Moda, Pastor Edsel Cadet, and we are here with another episode. We have promised uh, you guys just more relevant content and just for us to continue to keep coming out here and just saying some things, talking about some things that I think is important uh, for us to share in regards to life and faith and things in between. And today we are looking forward to a conversation that I've been longing to have on a church level. Um, And it is everything about our thoughts on tithing or or, or giving in, in a macro sense. But everything in regards to tithing, where we are, what our concepts are about it, what our grievances are, what are our confusions, what are the lies that people have been telling us Merci. about this whole thing, um, and we're gonna we, we're gonna try to get to, into it now. Now, full full disclosure, my 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 partners in crime here—they all got a meeting coming up, like at the top of the hour. So we're gonna try to get this done within the hour. Can we do it? We
2: can do it. We got
0: to do it. Try. Let's get started. You got to do it. All right. So um, we got some surprises in store for you for you uh, soon and very soon. Uh, for right now, I, I think I think the the elephant in the room for me when we when we talk about um, tithing and um, giving necessarily to the church is for me even before you get to tithing, even before you get to this this specific topic. I think it's important for us to address an elephant in the room in regards to how the internet is used, and I'm—I t- don't like the internet. Me neither. I'm a- I don't like the internet. Um, I-, I feel like
1: says you- the communications director <laughs> of our conference. Wow. I don't like
0: the I don't like it. Hey, you know what it is because because whenever the internet starts having conversations about godly practices without godly principles Mm. we get skewed yeah and and and, and i think it's it's important for us before we jump into anything godly for us to recognize that if you don't have a spirit of god to give you the discernment on how to look at godly things it's hard for you then to find a reasonable outcome with practices without principles. I I don't know if, if you disagree with me on, on that because I, I, I find that there are a lot of conversations that are biblical conversations that are taken out of context because people don't have the faith to place behind the topic that they're talking about. And so for me, at least my point of view tonight, I'm just letting you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to come at this on, on a faith base view and if you and if, if if we're not dealing in the areas of faith then we're already unequally yoked we're you know yeah. you go this way and i'm going that way does that does that make sense that's
1: fair
3: mm-hmm.
0: i hear you i hear you I hear That's you. just say nothing you, yeah. like,
2: i mean let's get the conversation started I mean, let's see what I mean, happens
3: i i acknowledge there the the biblical faith-based perspective is important i think a lot of people are also having the same conversation from a social level they're looking at history they're looking at structure. They're looking wow. at systems, and there are people who are frustrated, who are annoyed, who are upset. Right. Um, but true I think words, that's the, the only words, way, words, right. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to work to navigate these systems is through faith. So I, I, I truly believe. I think. I so think ultimately,
2: only... ultimately, you're saying what Pastor Dudley is saying. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. All but right. I'm also acknowledging that there are other conversations. Of course, there are in this conversation that
0: yeah. so let's yeah. let's so so let's talk about them um what are what are your thoughts on tithing on tithing on, on, a, on a general sense How, i mean are are you for it are you against it i know we got three passes in here so you better be for it or else you're broke um but what are, you, what are your what's your what's your what's your thoughts on it What what's your overall premise of it
3: Oh is Pastor Mota quiet? <laughs> pastor Mota quiet. She yo, Pastor Mota usually first one is she that <laughs> she's silent. She's I don't
1: silent. want to be the first one to talk today. I'm
3: trying to
1: give other people. All right. Um I'm honest.
3: for it.
0: You're yeah. for it. Why?
2: Um, because well, well, it, okay, so for me, right? I'm not a pastor, I'm not employed by the conference, but I am completely for it. You know, my mom raised me from very young, you know, I got my little pocket change, even if it was a dollar, I put my little 10 cents in the tithe envelope and I was so excited to go to church and drop it in the offering basket. And then just learning and growing over the years and seeing the blessings that God has placed upon my life, Mm -hmm. even when I'm not always as faithful as I should be, it lets me know that faithfulness and giving is it is critically important in our relationship with god so i am completely for it
3: pastor cadet first i'll say that the views the following views and opinions expressed on this program um
1: don't be stealing
3: my
0: (laughs) no
1: no no and so I use that's
0: that. That's an insider. Insider. No, no, no Michelle if, don't use, say nothing. It's an insider. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know, you don't know. Go ahead.
3: Right. No, I I believe in tithing. I, I believe that tithing is a biblical. I think that the, the conversations around tithing really stem from people's experiences with individual churches. Um, And I think one of the first things that's important, I don't know that only Adventists watch this, watch this podcast, but I love how our church works when it comes to tithing. There are there are some challenges, but the, I, I love how our church works overall. in that. I love uh, that. Yeah, overall, yeah, um, I love how it works in that. The past, it, it works in such a way where the pastors aren't money hungry. Yeah, um, yeah. We don't get a bigger check because our tithe, our church returns lot more tithe. Yeah. And I know some some people might feel like, no, there's more work. You should get a little bit more compensation. But I think by and large, when we see things like Hillsong exposed, and we see other churches with a lot of issues in regards to money. Um, Just a few years ago in a community in Chicago, the people stormed the church because the pastor was pushing a Rolls Royce while the people in the the community and the congregants were broke, right? right? And that is not ever a claim that is laid at the feet of Adventist pastors because of how our system works. And I think that what it does is that, one, it gives us a lot of security. There are a lot of uh, uh, ministers of other faith groups who wishes that they had the same kind of security where they knew the check was going to be regular. Um, even if it wasn't going to be a Creflo dollar ch- uh, size check, or, you know, a um, my man down in Houston, I'm forgetting his name, uh, you know, with, 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 with these mega church size checks. Yeah. So, so I think mm-hmm. one of the benefits that is often overlooked is that by and large, Seventh-day Adventist pastors are faithful uh, we're, we're not money hungry. We're not trying to squeeze the dollars out of your pockets and into our hands. Cause it doesn't come into our pockets. It goes right. towards the conference. It goes towards the world work. And I think that I would just want to start there amidst all of the other cons- questions and concerns that people have. There's mm-hmm. a faithfulness in leadership, uh, that we get to enjoy because mm-hmm. of how our system is set up. Correct. Go ahead, Mota.
2: Mercy.
1: I don't have an issue with Lakewood Church. Okay, that's what the church. There we is go. Talking about.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There we go. Um. Even when they don't let people into their. I was in Harvey. I
1: was there during Harvey.
3: Oh, you were I there was during there Harvey. Here,
1: when he did not open the church to okay. allow people to come gotcha. in, I was there.
3: Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. And when they found money in the walls. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. All right. No. Continue. Continue. Sorry. We,
1: we can't say for sure who put the money there. So Mercy. to throw those kind of stones. Ah. Also, I don't have an issue with Hillsong because I look at Hillsong itself very similarly to the SDA church. And I'll explain why. I don't see a problem with churches creating concerts and making money off of it. I don't see a problem with churches creating schools and profiting off of it. I don't see a problem with churches creating merchandise, Sabbath school lessons, Ellen <laughs> White Books, <laughs> and making money off of it. I, I, it's, it's one thing if you told me that all Adventist resources are free. It's one thing if you told me that going to school in an Adventist church won't leave me, a pastor, with debt to pay back to the government. So, yeah, I don't, mm Mm -mm. because I watched the Hillsong thing and I was like, okay. Maybe in future episodes, it'll show corruption on a deeper level. But what they've hit on the surface to me is like, whatever. But that's just my opinion. And that's where I stand. I don't want to sway the conversation. What I am going to say about tithing is I am a faithful tithe giver. Um, I've been one since um, 2017 when I created the structure that I use, I give 20% of my paycheck back to the church. I give 10% to my church and 10% to my conference. So I live off of 80% of my income and not to count what I deduct for the IRS considering that I'm single and I have a bigger tax bracket to worry about. I don't have children that I can claim on my taxes. So I am the highest giver of funds um, in terms of taxes. And I feel like just like I can't tell the IRS what to do with my taxes. Yeah. I think that that's the same mentality that I take towards the church when I give my tithe. And, and and the truth is, I may feel like there may be something structurally that we could do better in terms of how we divvy up that money that goes up to the union and up to the division and up to the general conference and then trickles back down. But at the end of the day, my responsibility is to be faithful, be faithful to what faithful. God has called me to do.
2: Absolutely. Whether I
1: was a pastor or not, my that is how I operate. Faith because when Absolutely. I was a little girl, that's what I saw my mom doing. And my mother Absolutely. was not a wife of a pastor when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. So I saw my mother give 40% of her paycheck, 30% to the church and 10% in tithe. And I thought my mom was crazy. I was like, and my mother was making money because she was working for the government. And I was like, mom, like, what are you doing? And she goes, you cannot, outgive give God. And mm-hmm. if he asks you to do something, you have to be faithful to what he's calling you to. And your test of faith will be shown through how you do tithing. And it's not just physical tithe, but that's another conversation. So my point is, I believe in tithing. I don't believe in it because I'm a pastor. I believe in it because the Bible says to do it. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that God will never be able to do something um, less than what I'm able to do for him.
0: Absolutely. Um, And so, and so for me, I guess I have to share mine too. Um, so I, I, I am in agreement with everybody here. I think I think where I struggle, um, not necessarily in its principle, but in its practice, um, where I struggle with tithing isn't necessarily in how it reflects my relationship to God and to God's church, but to understand that God and God's church also has to deal with God's people. God's people are God's church. Um, and though I love, I love God, I'm learning every day to learn (laughs) to to love God's people. Mm -hmm. And, and and we gotta be honest too, about the fact that, um, not, not everyone is as trustworthy as you would like. Um, and, and, with every, within everything within in every organization people and man always have um reasons to doubt uh reasons to find a cause not to give uh, for whatever reason let's let's just call it what it is it's not like we're not in the church long enough to know that people have stole money you know um you know people in in high positions um in, in that fact and so and so I think over time what what has challenged the the idea of tithing isn't necessarily what it means and how biblical it is and how ultimately it it reinforces your faith but as you see more of what man has done it sort of it sort of destroys or erodes the trust that you have with it and so that allows people to begin to start to second guess certain things. um, Then there becomes conversation of accountability, right? Um, You know, okay, where does this money go? If this money is being used in a particular way or whatever the case may be, we want to know how does this information get um, dispersed to the people who are giving uh, this particular money, et et, et cetera. And so there, I believe that faith is extremely important in this practice, but I think that (laughs) Faith comes by hearing, right? <laughs> and so I think there needs to be some balance of information that's given um, and, the, and a constant checks and balance because unfortunately we don't uh, live in a perfect world.
2: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I hear you, right? I hear you. But, you know, I feel like we can only say that because we have a choice, right? We, you know, Michelle talks about the government, right? The government takes a chunk of our check and they do with it what they will, right? They, 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 give, they, they give to causes, they do different things, things that a lot of us have no say in, things that we may not agree with ethically, but they do it because of the government and we don't have a choice but to have them take our money. I think our problem is we serve a God that gives us choice, right? So yeah, it, that's all needed, but I've reconciled a long time ago that this world is not perfect. And it's funny because we preach about that all the time, you know, how imperfect our world is, how imperfect our churches are, but yet we expect the systems to be perfect. Listen, I have a choice. My choice is to give. God will deal with those who misuse his funds when he returns. I I really can't worry about that because when the government is using my money to spend on things that I don't agree with, I still go to work. And they still take my taxes every paycheck, and
1: mm-hmm. they're not paying Jail right? for you,
3: right? Yeah. And the roads are still not fixed, and That's the things right. that we want taken care of, our bus is still broken down, trains still running late, still in New York. We know in New York, in New York. But my question is this: I thankfully the four of us who are on we we have bought into supporting our church, supporting the work of the kingdom, believing that God blesses those who give, and that He also uses. Uh, what we give in order to bless people that we may never meet, that when we get to heaven, there are going to be stars on our crowns because we gave faithfully. And somebody in Indonesia is in heaven because we contributed a faithful tithe. We contributed a faithful offering that translated to ministry, translated to evangelism, translated mm-hmm. to, to the preaching of the gospel. And I'm excited about that. But I'm, I also want to acknowledge that there are people who have real issues in the church. Like as millennials, this mindset is not pervasive. It's not. You know, we we we. I don't want to say that we're anomalous, but we are.
1: We are. We are. No, we are. Okay, It's right. right. so not the mm-hmm. universal feelings. So,
3: what do we say to people who have issues with tithing and offering, especially in our generation? We don't we don't have the same brand loyalty. We're ready to cut people and cancel organizations if we don't feel like they're doing things the right way. Right. What do we say to those people?
1: Right. It's especially. And let me add some more fire to your flame, Etzel. People that have come to me and be like, "Well, Pastor, I give." I give to Goodwill, right? I give to the Salvation right. Army,
3: right?
1: I give, um, and I do give my offering, but I just give it to wherever I feel like it's my offering, and right. I give it wherever I want, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And I've struggled with that because I'm like, mm-hmm. so you're gonna come to a church that can't pay it for the lights, like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. you out there giving it to Goodwill? Because let's be serious, we know Tide goes to the conference,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but offering an
1: offering stays local. Mm -hmm. And when we preach, in my experience, Mm -hmm. sermons about this, they'll just shift the money. Mm -hmm. They'll stop giving tithe Mm -hmm. and they'll give offering. It's not like they give more. They just shift Mm -hmm. the giving. Right. So it's like-
3: giving is becoming less and less of a thing.
1: Absolutely. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely but 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 i think that the giving is, is is associated to where your heart is i mean that's what the bible says right? right um you know your money will go where your heart lies and so we found that over over time with generations generations loyalty and ie their heart is becomes different depending on what the situation is so my parents they were a lot more i, I don't want to say the i'm saying it for the lack of a better term there was a lot more blind loyalty mm-hmm and so for us, I, I think I, th- I think the problem is that the church has operated in this sense of thinking that there needs to continue to be blind loyalty, and you don't you you don't have a responsibility as a church to continue to win over, for lack of a better term. The hearts and the minds of the people to allow people to recognize this is the causes that we're using for. Because the reason why we're giving our money to Red Cross or whatever uh, 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 um, agency or whatever institution is because we we one believe in its cause, and we we can see where, it's, where 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 the money's going to. And so I think that if the church has a lot more transparency right, in what it did, or not necessarily what it did, but but more transparency in how things operated and continue to allow there to be sort of, I don't want to say a customer, but sort of a, a, a respect to those who are giving, you would buy in, because this generation needs to see, unfortunately, needs to see more, and so in order for you to do that, you have to be able... There needs to be more. There needs to be more information (laughs) that's given. You can't just accept that people are just going to blatantly.
1: And that's fine. I'm confused.
0: Unfortunately, I'm saying unfortunately. I'm confused,
1: I'm confused. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I keep hearing this word. It's triggering me as I keep jumping up. Transparency, transparency, transparency.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't understand what's not transparent about giving. At a local church level, you have a treasurer that prints out statements mm. on how the money is being spent every month. When that we you have a business meeting, mm-hmm. we tell our members, hey, $800 went to the light this month. Let's right. talk about yeah.
3: that. Right.
1: We tell them, hey, $500 went towards paying the musicians.
0: Mm-hmm. We tell them. But, Michelle, Michelle, but, but what you're saying is on a church level, that's great. Oh, this is tithing,
2: but it's also on a conference union and division. But it's also level, I, it, I
1: was just about to move. I was just about to go there every so, four years. you Get a big old book that gives okay. you the financial statements.
0: Let Let's keep it. Let's Let's keep it all the way one hundred.
1: I am keeping it all the way one hundred. I,
0: I know, I know but, but I'm saying to you, not everybody has access to that book.
1: Eh. But the same way that everybody that has access of, to know.
0: So so, so, wait, so wait, wait,
1: wait wait wait. We're gonna be transparent, right? The same way everybody knows who was picked for president before anybody else knows. Mercy. (laughs) We're going to keep it 100, right?
0: Yeah.
1: The same way that everybody knows Mm -hmm. who's the contender is the same access that the same people have to this the information. information. If, they it. much if they want it. much easier to if point they want and it. say, oh, I don't have that information. I can't get that information. That information is not published. It's absolutely public. It's public.
3: Mm-hmm. It's public information
1: because the church is a 501c3. They still have to give information on how they do things. Now, they may not give you the minutia of the $176,000 expense budget for some organizations and departments. I get that. Right. I get that. But the reality is we do know how stuff is broken down in the church, even on the tithing level.
0: So so on that level and on on that premise, you know, we can talk about it. We we can talk about what the treasurer does to kingdom come. But you know what? For myself, for my team here, for our audience that are watching, why are we just going to talk about what could be? without actually getting the answer. So you know what we're gonna do today? We're gonna bring in a surprise guest. And a surprise guest that we have for you today (laughs) is the treasurer of the Northeastern Conference. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I wanna welcome to the Confessions Podcast, Elder Robert Chandler. Elder Chandler, what's going on? Welcome to the Confessions Podcast. Thank you, thank
4: you Dudley. And Elder Cadet. Ingrid, Pastor Michelle, it's a great conversation you're having here. Not only because of who I am, but I'm just, I'm just excited. A lot of anxiety here about this tithing. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> Break it
0: down, Elder. Break it down. Break it down. I'm happy to be here with you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Very Roy, for the. T- I take the, the same
4: position you do. I'm faithful. I'm faithful in my tithing. I'm Amen. biblical in my tithing. Amen. Tithing to me has nothing to do with the church. I think, I think listen to all the conversations I'm hearing. First of all, what about your relationship? All right. If you go, if you walk out that Seventh-day Adventist church and stop tithing, then you never had a tithing relationship with God. Perfect. Okay. So a lot of times we get mixed up, first of all, with our tithing because we tie it to the church. And that's why I'm hearing transparency. I'm hearing accountability. You know, you first got to understand what the tithe is. Mm-hmm. Okay you got to realize that it's not yours to begin with. So let's, so we have to, we have to formulate this thing in, a, in 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 relationship. It's not mine. If that's biblical, for those of you who want to hear from Ellen White or don't want to hear from Ellen White, it's Ellen White too. But it's biblical, it's biblical. The Bible says that the tithe is the Lord, it's holy. It's holy. Mm-hmm. Now, there are a lot of things, you know, when you growing up in the church, you know, um, we did there were things that we considered holy. Okay. You remember the days when the pulpit was holy? You know, remember the days when you could not anybody could not touch the offering plate because that was considered holy? Yeah. And the mm-hmm. Bible was so holy that you couldn't put another book on top of it, right? But when it comes to tithing, because we 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 relate to tithe as money. Okay, it it stopped being holy. So if we don't see it as being holy, then we treat it as how we want to treat it, and we can touch and it. And therefore, it <laughs> becomes ours.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know.
4: therefore, if I give you what's mine, then I need mm-hmm. you need to tell me how you use my dollars. Right. Yeah. But right. if we look at the way God looks at it, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna just say this and then let you let you get back in the conversation. Look back. I'm looking at three pastors here and a faithful sister who's been around for quite a while. We've studied when, when God instituted the tithe. he said, look, I'm going to give the tie to the Levites.
1: Right.
4: And the Levites don't get, they don't get an inheritance. That means the it's Levites, wrong. they going to live off of the tithe. They don't get a piece of land. They don't, they don't get, you know, all the other stuff. Right. Okay. That's how they live. Now, do you do, can you imagine Aaron coming and saying, well, we received 15 goats today, and therefore, and I want you to know that I give Eliezer one goat and I gave so-and-so two goats, and you know, so what's this transparency accountability stuff for? Mm. In the Adventist church, like like the elder brought out, Pastor Pastor Kede brought out, the system of the Adventist Church has accountability built into it because you three pastors receive your tithe. When it comes into to, to me, I then give the tithe up to you guys,
3: mm-hmm.
4: okay? So of, of the tithe that comes in, over 50, almost 60% goes to you guys as pastors. Yeah. Another 15% goes to our teachers in our schools. So I mean, transparency and accountability? What? How do I use the few the few pennies that's left? What ministries can can we use it in? So in the Adventist Church, the majority of the tithe at our level, at the conference level, is used the way God set it up to use. That's right. So that you can have an inheritance.
0: Right. Right. That's right. Uh, so two two questions I have for you, um, Elder Chandler. One, on a on a day-to-day basis, what's your job? You you walk into the conference office. What what do you what's your what, what is your responsibility? What what do you do on a daily day basis? Whoa.
3: Whoa.
4: <laughs> that, 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 I wouldn't explain that question um
3: really. <laughs> if you have the time if you have the time if you have the
4: time right you know on 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 a daily on a daily basis um I am trying to secure that I'm able to pay you guys every 15 days really what does that mean what does that mean it means that yes, there are a lot of different quest- things come to us for requests. There are a lot of different ways that we can seek to, to, to spend the money, but we are we are definitely limited in how we do spend the money and, it, and where we do spend it. Okay. So in those 15 days, we're accounting. You, you, um, you, you, your, your treasurers are sending us the money. We are we are we are recording the money. We are depositing the money. We are paying the bills, okay? We're keeping the lights on. We're paying those kind of bills, and then we're making sure that we pay your salary. And let me let me say this for those of those of those watching and not really understanding, because um, to your question as to what I do, and this will help with your accountability and transparency. When we say that we pay the pastors and the teachers, let me explain to you what that means. It's not just the salary that they walk home with. In the Adventist church, in our conferences, we are self-insured churches, which means that we pay for the medical insurance, not just the insurance that you can go and you can say, oh, well, I'm going to the doctor my insurance paid that. No, those doctor bills come back to us okay so somebody some patient that's out there on cancer that's going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars we have to ins- we have to pay that bill and get other insurance so if it, if it goes beyond what we want to pay or we think we can pay then we get other insurance to help us out so so a pastor or a teacher a worker within the church you get you get your salary that you take home to you to, to your family you get insurance covered. And and pay for. We have insurances that we have to pay just to survive in the conference office and and in the, and and the campground of other properties that we own. We we help our workers with 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 assistance in tuition. Okay. Um, we help our workers with their auto insurance and a, another different benefit. So so at the end of the day, like I said. The ma- not, I'm not just saying the majority, more than the majority, more, more than half, three quarters of our funds go to making sure that our priests, our priests, teachers, our pastors live
0: off the tithe. Which is the biblical model. Amen. So I'm gonna get to the biblical model in a second, mm-hmm. but, but my next thing, and I, 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 I'm, get, I'm gonna get there in a second. Next thing is, is I want to ask a question for the sake of the average member who everything that you said. Believe me, I appreciate because I'm a pastor, right? So, so everything that you're saying is important to me, and I appreciate it. But for the average member, not necessarily saying that they don't love their pastor, but what, what, but a lot of times they look at, you know, um, Tithe going to the conference. And they see their local church struggling to, you know, put some paint on the wall, struggling to get a new keyboard, struggling to get yada, 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 yada. Numbers come back at a, at a church board meeting and the numbers that we send to the conference seems a lot higher than the money that's collected for that that particular church i mean not every church is the mega church not every church is the big church that kind of equals that or even does more i'm just talking about that regular member in that regular church who's hard to do that now for every cause that the conference is saying i'm not saying the conference is not right for doing that they're saying man is that or is is what the conference is doing rightfully so jeopardizing the cause of ministry in another sense, because you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, or, or, or you're keeping the work being done in certain areas that can can sponsor immediate results. And I, I'm and I'm asking this question, and I'm a person that gets paid from the type. So I believe me, I appreciate it, but I also want to speak to the people who want to know. You know how, how do how do we how does it impact handle- me?
3: Yeah. Say it again. People want to know how does it impact me on a youth day or on a right. you know, Saturday afternoon? The programming that 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 serves my children. They want to. Yeah,
0: that, that's what they want to hear about. You know what I'm saying? So, so what what what, what do you what do you say to that to that oh. member? Is it a is it just a matter of faith? Is it just a matter of of recognizing that the each each member's cause to keep the church of, you know afloat, or is it something more than that? Hmm. You, you know what I'm and I think, I think that I think that, that that's where the rubber meets the road right and and and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I feel like for a lot of us there needs to be an understanding of the, that the church as much as it is one entity has many different responsibilities right right and I, it, I think, it just go ahead.
3: I think one of the things that might help people is if if we were to get a picture of if the if the Treasury Department of the conference disappeared, what would be the ripple effect throughout the rest of the work in our conference? Right. If if nothing flowed in, Treasury Department dis- disappeared, what might ministry look like in our local level if that happened?
0: On a local level.
3: On a local level. On a local level. Yeah, because that's people, people are wondering, how does this impact me, right? They're like, okay, the pastor's
0: taken care of. How does it impact me? The, well, actually,
1: Don put that in the comments. He said, "What about our local communities?"
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for for me, I would I would think the first thing it would affect is if there's nothing going up, and there has to be a system within church that allows there to be to to pay the pastor, like the, the, you know your 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 normal other denominations and how they they they, they do that. Um, the problem with that is I think the incentive is something that you said, E, when you had mentioned. The importance of the Adventist system and how it does not um, it, it, benefit, yeah, right, equal, so,
2: right, right.
0: And because, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Ingrid. I'm going to just say this because the the because if if it didn't go up, if the if the tithing didn't go up, then I'm not going to put any churches. A church name on but black.
3: There will be problems. There
0: will be problems. There will be problems. Be problems. Be problems. Be a bigger church mm-hmm. would be able to fund a lot more than the, the than than another church. So, so a church that has fifty members or hundred mm-hmm. members wouldn't even be able to have a leader, let alone do some practical things. Where mm-hmm. another church is able to, I don't want to say greed and gluttony. And right. so, and so, if anything, for me. The, the, what the conference does is it's sort of it's sort of like a um it's sort of like a canal yeah it it it, 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 it relegates the, the the water and allows there to be certain things that that pass and move at certain times and i think it's important to do that because if you don't the 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 antithesis of that is chaos right, right. or it's greed or one person a pastor is gonna be a megachurch. and so now i'm gonna preach what i'm gonna stay to get get me more dollars rather than preaching the everlasting gospel and that i
2: mean and quite frankly it would have a greater pa- impact on the local community right if our churches our smaller churches that are in the communities in where they reside did not exist that is a direct impact to that community you know what i'm right. saying a lot of small churches are in communities across the different cities and states within our conference and if they couldn't exist that community would be without a place of worship it would be without a food program it would be without a place of prayer it would be without a pathfinder club and so mm-hmm. i think you know sometimes we have to understand that the largest system it really helps to create communities because it keeps our churches open in communities in which they probably would not exist otherwise And that is critically important. What we do as lay workers, right, within our churches and within those local communities is what counts. I tithe, but I also donate to to organizations. I give clothes. I give food. I do different things. I'm active in my church. I'm active in my church's community. That is what we are there for. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes, you know, we expect, and I'm speaking as a lay person, obviously, we expect like, okay, because we return and give, that the organization is supposed to do all of these things, but where do we come in right. as the church? If we right. say we are the church, what are we doing?
1: Right. Mm-hmm. right. And
2: so, you know, yeah.
1: let me.
4: Let yeah. me, let me... I mean, that, that, that's very. That's a good answer, Ingrid. I mean, the the church has a responsibility to the community, and and like you said, Dudley, for that for that member sitting out there and wondering, well, you know, what's the impact? Like I said earlier when I started, when you understand what tithe is, you won't be questioning it. But mm. look at look at what even comes back to you. Would there be if it wasn't if they didn't go up? All right. And what goes up does come back down?
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Would there be a path on the club if you didn't have a conference? Break, all right. Break it down. What would your community service be? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, where would your families be if we didn't have that input? Mm-hmm. from the conference ministries mm-hmm. okay so for everyone that thinks they don't we're not impacting them or we're not sending something back we just send them a pastor the pastor is fine you're told you're totally mistaken because you you, you you're, you're very narrow-minded 100%. okay and like i said and and that comes from you thinking that the tithe is your contribution you're doing god a favor Mm-hmm. Wow! You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, say yeah, something. Yeah. I know time is going to be short. I I, mm-hmm. I was speaking last week somewhere and it just hit me. And 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 it and God said, and you didn't get to it yet. That you know the
0: Malachi effect. Yeah, That's yeah. I got to. I got I got to end with that. But,
4: but but listen. Listen to what Malachi says, though. You know, the tithe and the offering, and you guys have 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 brought out where the tithe. To, with, with the purpose of the tithe and where that goes and the purpose of the offering. And God said, you have robbed me in both. And when you look at what Malachi said, it says, and this 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 gets to me, it says, not just me, but the whole nation. When one individual does not choose to obey God in tithing,
1: mm-hmm.
4: it affects the nation. Okay, not just your little church. You. It affects the nation. But here's the thing I want people to want people to think about. I know at the end of the program you mentioned about the faith, faith walk. You know, let me tell you something. Read it again, read everything you want to talk about time. Tithing has nothing to do with your faith. Oops, what you mean, Elder? Tithing is a promise from God. That's why you have people that never went to church that time. That's true. And God will not fail. That's His word. His For word. Me. His yeah. word. And so it doesn't matter whether whether I believe He will or not. He didn't say believe that I will. He said you do it. So he just he he just hit me um a week or so ago. It is not based on faith. It's a promise. It's a promise on His word that 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 is that is going to happen. And so, so I encourage you to trust Him on that promise. That promise says, man, if I do this thing, you know, when we when we were younger, when I was younger, they always told a story about F. W. Woolworth, and Woolworth stores aren't along aren't around anymore, but they were around for years. And this man's testimony wasn't that he went to church, but when God blessed him with a with the sodas with a soda with a soda stain or store, whatever you want to call it, he started tithing. And in his he contributed the, 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 the size and the growth of his store to just the fact that he was tithing. Because that's a promise of God that the tithe, you know, God does something. Let me tell you this. God does something with tithe. Okay. Not money with tithe. Mm-hmm that you can never do, it will never be done with any other money. You can try to raise money through any, all kind of bake sales, all kind of everything you want to run through the church, but it will never do or see the result of what tithing does.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I, I think as, as we're on Malachi 3, let me just say something that has been on my heart for years. And please, 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 Please help me in in this regard. Um, it, it's 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 a sense that people really believe that when it says, "Will a man rob God?" Yet you have robbed me. Well, how have I robbed you, Lord? In tithes and offering, you are cursed with a curse, and and that that and that idea has sort of blindly allowed people to give through fear. Mm -hmm. and not necessarily recognizing, no, this this tithing thing, as you've mentioned, Mm -hmm. uh, Elder Elder Chandler, is about more of a relationship. It's a promise that was given to God. And so I want to put in context that Malachi 3 and help us to remember that the context of that starts in Malachi chapter 2, where where it was referred to specifically to the priests who were robbing the church, who was taking a little bit more off the tithe. And pocketing in it in their pocket, and so in that situation, it was like, "Listen, you guys are robbing. Not only are you robbing me, God, you robbing your nation. You're mm-hmm. ro- you taking from. Stop that. Stop thieving the church. Stop taking it off the top. You're going to be cursed because you're stealing." Now, 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 I'm not. Do we use that verse to to, to for for, for and offering? We sure can, but we can have to take the principle out of it. Because we, we, if uh, you don't take the principle out of it, people are going to l- leave with this idea where, it, it, again, it's a work mandate. And, t- and, 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 and any time a believer walks in and thinks that tithing is, is more about practice than principle, you're wrong. Right. Every time you begin view. to start to think that it's about work, it, 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 then you're going to fall into the same thing that many Adventists fall into in this idea of works is going to reap you the, your, your benefits. And we got to get out of that theology, um, out of it. But the second thing I'll say, and I know e, you got a point, is as much as we recognize that the type and what the church provides um, is essential, we wouldn't have pathfinders without the, the conference. We wouldn't have family life. We wouldn't have certain structures without the conference. I do believe that the, we, as the conference, as a conference uh, departmental director, we we also got to be a little bit more creative. There are things that we could be doing now that's a lot more intentional. And I, I feel like sometimes when we've seen things work, the, the, the church tends to use that same method and carry it around through generations. And I find that a lot, a lot of members might find uh, might be a little bit discouraged because there are a lot more things you could be doing practically, like the departments and 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 the con- on the conference level can be doing practically. Like for example, um, there are conferences that are right now that are that are, and I, I say praise God for it, that are doing um, um, drive by showers for homeless people. Right, The, the you know, the, some people are are, are leave, allowing their parking lot to be for people who don't are, are homeless and sleeping in their car right? All right, you know what? We're going to have breakfast for you. We're going to have dinner for you. We have a parking lot. You park right here. It's going to be safety. 24-hour um, 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 security you're taking care of while you sleep in your car. And we got to just be creative in how we use these efforts because I, I, because sometimes we, we got so married to certain systems. We got so, so, so married to things that have worked that we don't stretch ourselves to become a lot more relevant in today's age, it's the same It's the same money, but you can use it in different ways. You could be a lot more creative. You, you go ahead. You but want
3: to say something? One thing I'll say is this. Um, I, I've been spending time trying to just mine a little bit of the challenges that people have with giving. I want to kind of speak to those things. I think the biggest thing is that when we hear the arguments about tithe and offering, people are only looking at it from an organizational perspective, and they're not looking at it from a spiritual perspective. Before there were organizations, there was tithing. When you look at Genesis uh, 14, 20, you see Abraham tithing to Melchizedek. This is mm. pre-organizational. So I just want to frame uh, at least the, what I have to say in the lens of, of, what, of, of, of it being spiritual. One, um, when we, w- there, there are several things that God gives us, he stewards to us that he asks us to give back to him and they work systematically together. It's our time, it's our talent, it's our temple, it's our treasure when we do things together they bless us so that when we don't yeah. return tithe who we cheat is really ourselves so ourselves, God gives us yeah. time he gives us 6 days to work our talent uh, our our gifts our, our the things that we're able to do as we work our time and our talent and, and especially if we're doing physical labor it blesses our temple so doing these things properly blesses your temple and then what it translates to is when you're using your time properly to, to and you're using it with your talent and it's blessing your temple it leads to treasure you make some money what ends up happening is that when we don't surrender these things to god
4: mm-hmm.
3: we find ourselves chasing treasure and when we're chasing crypto, treasure, crypto, crypto, crypto. Right? <laughs> We waste <laughs> our time we squander Ooh. our talents and we destroy our temple in the pursuit of the treasure. So mm. maybe you get it when you retire, but now you're too old and your body is broken down. You don't have enough time to be able to spend it properly. The talent is as relevant as it used to be. Oh it's a spiritual thing and a system that works together so that when we don't use it wisely, Uh, When we don't use it the way that God has given it, has told us to use it and surrendering it back to him, we squander everything in pursuit of the treasure. God says, I've given you time, work the talent, bless Mm -hmm. your temple, you're going to get the treasure and it's all going to serve his his purpose. Last thing I'll say is this. The other challenge people have is that a lot of times we are David and we're dealing with Saul's in that you're always going to have a Saul that you disagree with at your church board level, at your conference level, at your union level, at the GC level. And the question is, how can we still be faithful the way way David was faithful, even when we disagree with something that a leader might be doing? And what we saw Mm -hmm. David do is that when he had an opportunity to kill Saul in the cave of Adullam, he didn't kill him. He Mm -hmm. held his hand. He said, touch not the Lord's anointed. That's my word Mm -hmm. today. I know I've I've gone to the left and to the right, trying to just provoke people a little bit, but touch not the Lord's anointed. It's not just people. It is the tithe and the offering that he has given us. Last thing I'll say is this. My (laughs) church, we purchased a $2.3 million building five years ago. We couldn't have done this without the sisterhood of churches. Cambridge was not big enough, strong enough, had enough money to do it on our own. We got a union loan our our uh our what's it called uh insurance would be five times all of our churches insurance would be five times what it is if we didn't have a sisterhood of churches working together how many people would have lost buildings how many churches would have nowhere to congregate and gather if we didn't have this yeah. system that's it i have nothing more to say yeah
1: <laughs> so Don has been saying a lot of things in the comments <laughs> nobody's going to address that point. i was going to but go ahead Before, and then no 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 go ahead.
2: Okay, um, we definitely, we obviously need to come back, right, and talk about tithing and giving—not just of our money, but of our time, right? A lot of what I'm seeing about, you know, the organization and our churches and and having other things being open seven days a week—that's wonderful. But again, I feel like we put so much responsibility on the organization as if we are not a part of it, right?
0: Yeah.
2: What part do we play? Once again, I'm going to repeat that a lot of the times our churches are not open seven days a week, not because of the conference, not because of tithing and offering, but because of our boards, because of our elders and because of the, the lack People. of participation and human capital that are willing to give up their time. Right, because that's also a thing. Why am I serving in three or four or five capacities in my church? Because no one else will. Right. And so I get it. This is not to convince anyone to give or not to give. That's between you and God. But the understanding is that when you're giving, you're giving because of the relationship and because God asked us to prove him so that he can bless us. Now, I want to be blessed. So I'm going to keep giving. All right. But yeah. I feel like we put a little bit too much responsibility on the organization, which is comprised of all of us. If we keep eliminating ourselves from this organization, we will always have issues with it.
1: And, and you know, go ahead, go ahead, honey. No, no, no. I, I, Can I just say, like, to me, God will still bless you even if you don't give. Because God's not petty like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Not, not, not like he us. He told
1: you to give as you prove to him that you can actually test him because you trust that in testing God, he will outdo you. So don't think for a second, well, I don't give tithe. And, and then I'm still blessed. Of course you are because the Bible says he causes the sun to rise and fall on both the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is when you give, you've got to give with, with the ability to know that sometimes you don't want to give. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're looking at your bills and you're like, oh, I don't yeah. want this system that's corrupt and has corrupt people in it. You create
0: reasons. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: Every system is created by people, and people are corrupt. So there will be a disconnect. There will be things that happen that make you go, this is why I don't want to support the church, or this is why I don't want to do this, or this is why I want to do that. But my thing is instead of focusing on all the mm-hmm. negative things that it doesn't do for you. It's not a what you know. It's not a. It's not a Kennedy. Don't ask yourself what America can do for you, but ask yourself what you can do for America. That's right. not what I'm saying. Not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, where is your loyalty? And
2: can we just acknowledge that it's there's been, it's been there are things that have been corrupt since biblical times. This is not new. Yep. Right. And Jesus talks about those things. Yeah. You know, he chastises the Pharisees and this is not new. It's, you know, we we live in these times. So we think that it only applies to us, but there have always been instances where people did with God's money, what they were not supposed to do. Is it right? No, but God says to give.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: So, so, so let's wrap this up. Cause you guys, you guys, all y'all got a meeting. A meeting. Um <laughs> So, so I think on, on both on, on both levels, there needs to be uh, a concern effort on a conference level, on a union level, on a division level and et cetera, of of being more creative in giving back, um, which I, I believe as you get newer minds, fresher ideas, you're able to do things out of the box and the same sense on that's a conference level. On 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 a, on a local level, I think that there needs to be also an idea of recognizing that money isn't the only part of your stewardship, right? And that and everything that you give is also connected to what you get, and if and, and you have to be able to recognize that that your growth comes from what you give. That when the the praises go up, the blessings come down, mm-hmm. and and when you believe in that and you recognize. That level of stewardship, you're able to recognize the benefits that come holistically, um, as well as we 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 practice holistic a uh, message in regards to how we eat, and 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 what we preach. It should also be in 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 how we give, not just with our money, but with our time and our talent, um, etc. Let, let me let me just just say thank you to the treasurer of our conference, Elder Robert Chandler, for being with us today. Uh, thank you so much. This will not Very be the, the last time you will join us on the Confession mm-hmm. Podcast. Let me let everybody right now know, thank you Ella, Ella, you Chandler, Ella Chandler is quite possibly one of the most down-to-earth brothers I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. And he will cut you up mm-hmm. with jokes. Mm-hmm. Don't, get a, don't get it twisted. If you visit him in the office, and yo, this, this dude is the, the, one of the funniest dudes I've ever heard. So, um, just like Pastor Cadet said, we appreciate what you do. Thank you so much. Um, for, for serving our conference. Um, and doing what you do and all the time that you do it you know in regards to the, the levels of, ad, of the administrators we always say you know the president and the executive secretary and the treasurer and it, it always seems as if it's like a you know we thank the father we thank the the son and we never remember it. it's the spirit of the Lord, you know you, them, you know, well, it's, been, an, right
4: it's been a good evening for me I really appreciate you inviting me and I appreciate this topic and I appreciate the conversation. And so um, whenever whenever you want to hear me again, feel free (laughs) to ask me to come by. But I'm going to say this. I know you want to end that, I'm going to say this. I've, I've been in the church all my life. And what I see happening today is has really shifted. Ministry is at the local level. And I find that we have than allowing the churches to suffer because when we give back, they stop giving.
0: Mm -hmm.
4: When they start looking that the conference will supply this need and that need, they stop giving. Ministry dies, not because we give back. We don't give back, the conference doesn't give back. And Ingrid, you said something very, very important. Stop separating yourself. It's not the conference in you. You are the conference, and so therefore you have to recognize that. And when you and when you get that picture, you begin to see that we are one. We are one. We are one. We are one. So I encourage at the church level, just God has a way. Just, just, just find the ministry. Just give what you can, and you will see your church blessed. Amen. And we're here to help you to minister, but. We also we are we are here, we talk about tithing. We ain't talking about offering much, talking about tithing. Mm-hmm. We're here to make sure that those who work for the church are supported by the church. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, um, uh, this is this is this is us right here for, for uh, confessions podcast. We want to thank everybody uh for tuning in uh today. We hope that you we're just you know blessed with the conversation and if you want more we're with with you every other Monday night, Monday evening with my team and I want to thank everybody uh, for being with us uh, today. This is going to wrap up our Confessions Podcast for the evening. We hope that you guys have a wonderful uh, beginning of your week, rest of your week and we'll see you guys next time. Bye everybody. Bye -bye. Bye.